Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? (laughs) There just needs to be water running down your body right now. She's sitting... Uh, crisscross applesauce style in the chair, just rocking back and forth. Was this episode of 90210 a traumatic experience for you? It was a little bit, the actually. Fuck? <laughs> oh, you'll never get clean. Just like <laughs> Kelly. It is January 9th, 1998, everyone. Yep, and we are back from our uh, break. 98, yeah. We're back from our, our break, but you guys didn't really get a break, did you? 90210 <laughs> fans. No break from us. Just kept coming on. <laughs> but yeah, we're uh, we're officially back now. It's been like a whole week. Did you enjoy the, the very special episode that we did? If you, if you watched, if you listened uh, to the... The bonus episode the of the main show or whatever the the lost episode did you did you enjoy that? Are you asking me or that? I'm asking the audience. Okay. <laughs> I could not tell because it seemed like you were waiting for a response. I'm talking to our many fans. You're talking to there. the voices in your head, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what's up. Uh huh. If you knew what was up, you would sleep with one eye open. Oh, okay. And the voices in my head. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> anyway, we watched an episode on O two one zero, and I can't remember what it was called. The disappearing act, I believe. Oh yeah, disappearing act. Good job. I, I know. I remembered something. It's amazing. It is amazing. We did just finish watching it. That does help. Yeah. Uh, what's his name from Blossom? Was in it again? Yeah. Uh, Blossom's brother. Yeah, but the. the Boss, bl- <laughs> <laughs> what now? Say, say Blossom's brother five times fast. <laughs> Blossom's brother, and not the one that goes whoa, right? Not Joey Lawrence, the older, less good-looking one. Oh wow, Joey Lawrence, he's got a nice head of hair, but that's about all he's got going for him. I think. Oh, he's a nice-looking kid. He's not a good actor. Okay. And his catchphrase of I love how you roll your eyes at that, like, whoa, you like you gotta be a good actor when you when your ass is that, <laughs> that nice. <laughs> anyway, so he's not. And and his catchphrase is just whoa. Well, he didn't come up with that on his own, I'm sure the writers did. So no, no, he can't impro- hold that against he improvised him. That. Sure. Just like just like Robin Williams in, in, improvised Nanu Nanu. <laughs> Did he? Well, they wrote something else. I don't remember what it was. They wrote like Nanu Niktu or something. They wrote something that was like an alien language and he like flubbed it to mm-hmm. his Nanu Nanu. And they were like, no, that like when he did it, they were like, no, that sounds better. We're keeping that in. Okay. So that became the thing. So kind of. Kind of yes, kind of no. Anyway. Anyway. Let's talk about 90210 and not Robin Williams, cocaine <laughs> addict. What? Nah, he's fine now. The hell? He did a lot of cocaine. Really? In the 80s, yeah. Oh. You didn't know that? No. Oh, my God. Where do you think he got all that energy from? I don't know. I (laughs) thought he was just a naturally energetic person. Ooh. ooh. (laughs) (coughs) Cover, uncover. What the fuck? That's a Robin Williams impersonation. I did it. Good job. 
You want a cookie? <laughs> we have cookies. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, go. 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 Cookie. Jesus Christ. Um, You're about to lose me if you don't start talking okay, about the Okay, Donna and David. Donna and David. I was trying to decide where to start. That's where we're going to start. Donna. So. <laughs> oh, Donna and David. So it starts out in the peach pit with David and his dad. Yes. And uh, Nat is showing off pictures of his baby. As a new parent will always do. Very cute. World famous orthodontist David Silver is in the audience there. What? David Silver. Yeah, that's his name, right? Or no, not David, sorry. Mel. Yeah. Mel Silver. There you go. The famed orthodontist Mel Silver. So apparently David dropped out of college, but I don't think we knew that. No. It felt like new information. Yeah, and it's weird. They do this to us sometimes where they drop information like this on us as if we already know, even though we're not. We're discovering it right now. They're returning from summer vacation. Like this is like the first week back to college. Right. And so he's not like officially dropped out. He's just not going back. He hasn't registered for classes. There's still time, mm-hmm. but he hasn't done it. He has decided he's not going back. He wants to get a job as uh, the next Spike Jones. You know, good it's, luck, David. It really is dumb because, like, okay, he took the summer, he had a job, he got some experience, and then he lost the job. Yeah. So go back to school. Like, what the fuck, David? I don't understand what they do with David's character. The, the either the writers or. Whatever, they are like schizophrenic. I know. The show is schizophrenic about this because on the one hand, they continually tell us how talented and great David is as a dancer, as a singer, (laughs) as a musician, as a radio DJ guy, Uh as a video Maker. maker. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Director of, of music videos. Basically, anything he touches, he's good at. But he fails at everything. <laughs> right? He, he He's good at it for a little bit. He's just not good enough. He's good enough to tour with Babyface for a little while and then get crabs from Ariel. <laughs> and then he's done. The Little Mermaid had crabs. And then... <laughs> just so sad. And then... He's a good enough dancer for the high school, I guess, or whatever, but he doesn't make it there. He doesn't make it as a musician. He was on the radio, and everyone loved him, but then no one loved him. And then, then he he's not, had a meth addict problem. Yeah, then he's not good there, and then he's doing the video stuff, and he's great for that, but then it's like, oh, they dropped him, and now nobody wants him. Yeah, and now he's just sitting around pretending to be an agent, you know, acting on his own behalf. He's pretending to be his own PR representative. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And drinking. He's doing this by himself and drinking a lot, which is concerning because he's an addict. Yeah. Yeah, the PR representative thing's a real Donald Trump move. What do you mean? I don't know if, you, if you're aware of this, but billionaire business mogul Donald Trump once in the, I think, the mid to late 80s or something like that, uh, pretended to, like, pretended to be his own PR representative. Oh, weird. He'd call... He'd call, I, I've heard some tapes, he'd call up, uh, like, different news stations and stuff like that, and he'd be like, uh, yeah, my name's, whatever, my name's David, whatever, I'm, I'm Trump, so he put on this voice, right, and he's like, I'm, uh, I'm Donald Trump's PR, and they just, like, 
talk about how great Donald Trump is. Hmm. Like, print this stuff, print this stuff. Oh, my God, that's funny. Hilarious. So, yeah, so David's trying to uh, get himself a new job by pretending to be an agent. Yes. Not working out. No, nobody wants, No, everybody's like, no, it's not good enough. It's not stylish. We don't like it. And so, like I said, the episode starts out, he's talking to his dad, and his dad's talking about, oh, one more year left of school, and blah, blah, blah. How did we, how did he stumble into the one, the one production studio or whatever that wanted to work with him? I don't know. And then the guy that wanted to work with him got fired, and then he got fired. Like, I just, I don't. I don't get that. Like, how did he stumble? Why was there only one in the in all of L.A.? And wh- how did he stumble into that? Why the fuck did they introduce Ray and be like, hey, Ray's back, and that went nowhere? Well, why would it? I don't know. I thought something was going to happen. We, they, we're going to work with Ray's band, and we're going to make this video and everything. We never see the video. Hmm. And just Ray's just like, I've got a new girlfriend or whatever. I guess they wanted to do some closure on his story. I don't know. Dumb. Yeah, pretty much. But he basically lies to his dad. Oh, yeah. Not basically. He 100% lies to his dad. Well, when they're in his kitchen later and he's talking to his dad and his dad's mm-hmm. asking about school, he just ignores his questions. Yes. He doesn't outright lie to him. Correct. And I didn't remember if he had outright lied to him earlier. I, I feel like it was kind of an outright lie. Because he was talking about going back to school and everything, and, and David's like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be great, or whatever. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he's lying to his dad, and Donna says something to him, like, hey, you know, you should tell your dad. Because, like, I mean, they broke up, but they don't act like they're broken up. They no. act like they've been married for 20 years and hate right. each other. That's what they do. They do. They, do. <laughs> they, they act like an old divorced couple. Right. But, um, yeah, she's all in his business. He's blaming her, too. He's like, I was just carrying your dead weight, and now I'll be, you know, successful, which is yeah, he's being just a, mean. being a dick again. As usual. Well, he's drunk. and Yeah, well, that's going to be a thing. And she's like, you need to tell your dad. And he's like, stay out of my problems, stay out of my life. It's none of your business. Apparently his dad's sending him checks. Yeah. Like, in, instead of paying tuition... Instead of paying tuition directly to the institution. Which, yeah, that would be smarter. He's giving his son checks and saying, like, here you go. This is the money that you need for this semester for your books and probably room and room board, and, board and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So he uh, he put a stop on the check Fuck yeah, he when he found out from Donna that David dropped out. What well, the well, fuck is she thinking? Yeah, well... Completely not her place. I don't know what's going on in her head. Mm-mm. They're not together anymore. He showed up to get a coloring book that uh, Aaron, Kelly's little sister, had left at, at their house. Right. And she's just like, hey, by the way, David uh, dropped out of school. I, I don't know if I should tell you, but I'm yeah, telling you. Yeah, prompted by nothing. Yeah, he didn't ask about David, nothing. <laughs> she's like, look, just so you know. And, like, then he, you know, he says he's going to cut him off. And it's like, she really did just kind of ruin his life. Like, he moved into this house he can't afford. Mm-hmm. And his, that was what his dad was on him about, too. He's like, you know, you should have stayed in student housing. Blah, blah, blah. Well, he he visits him at this place. And he's like, oh, it's a nice place. He's like, he's trying to get it out of him. Mm-hmm. He's trying to let him know that he knows so that he'll say something. And... He's going and everything, and David's like, oh, what do you want to drink? 
And then he picks up this jug and he's like, you like lemonade? That's your dad. How do you not know if your dad likes lemonade or not? <laughs> Ridiculous. It's a little weird. Although, honestly, I don't know if I know if, like, my mom likes lemonade. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say your dad because I was going to say. Not, not comparable. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think your mom doesn't really like lemonade that much. I don't know. Iced tea more. Yeah, for sure. See, but, but I don't you know, know if she would she like. That. I don't know if she'd be like, ew, I don't want that. <laughs> no, I don't think she'd be like, ew. <laughs> ew, yuck. Gag me with a spoon. If you, yeah, she'd say that for sure. <laughs> if you know Carol's mom, latefee1994 at AOL.com, does she like limits? <laughs> mom, if you're listening, let us know. So She doesn't listen to this. <laughs> So that's when uh, he's asking him all these questions and David just ignoring him. And finally, he's like, I'm trying to give you an opening here. And he's like, an opening for what? To tell me that you dropped out of school because Donna already told me. Like, yeah. Well, no, he didn't. He doesn't, he doesn't say, say that. that. No, David, like, who told you? Who else could it have been? Exactly. It's like, who told you? The producers told me, David. He figured it out. Who do you though? think told me? I, I mean, like, I'm. I, he was being a dick. He should not have done that to his dad. He should not take his dad's money under false pretenses. Exactly. But it is so not her place as his ex-girlfriend and ex-business partner to get involved. Besides, everybody knows that if you want to get some money from your dad when you're in college, sign up for like six classes and then drop them. Before the the drop date. Drop like three of them before the drop date. Or two of them or whatever. They'll send you the refund for the tuition check to you because, you know, it's a, you're, you're registered under your name. That's so ridiculous. They'll send, the, they'll send the, the refund check to you. That is instead. awful. Did you do that? Oh, my God. I think he did. He looks very guilty. What are you talking about? Maybe I'm not even... College age, you don't know. What what age are we? We don't know. <laughs> no idea. So uh maybe we're maybe we're, you know, teenagers or a different age. Okay. But let's just say that is a thing that works. Okay. Your dad could send a tuition check to the school for the semester's tuition, you know, based on the class schedule that you signed up for. And if you drop a class or two. Or it sounds like three. No, two was was ever the most. If you drop a (laughs) class or two, they send you the the refund checks directly to you. Nice. Wow. Um, Okay, so (laughs) we talked about Donna and David. I discovered that by accident. Mm -hmm. When I actually did have to drop a class. Which class? I think it was... Uh, I think it was astrophysics. Why did you have to drop it? I couldn't understand the professor. She was an Italian woman, and she spoke with a very heavy Italian accent. So I wanted to do a different class, but the other class was full, so I had to wait till the next semester. So I dropped it until the next semester. And then they sent you a check, and you were like, hey. I was like, what the fuck? That's brilliant. And I was like, next semester, sign up for extra classes. Wow. Never even go to one of them, and then drop the classes. Anyway. Well, you got to learn to hustle, baby. <laughs> then we have Valerie. Valerie. 
And Valerie, Valera. What the fuck is happening? Valerie, Valera. Oh no! I got him started again. Um, the married dude she's dating. What the fuck is his name? I don't remember. Stop me up. I don't remember his name. What was his name? I don't know. I want to say Matthew, but I don't know. It's not Matthew. But, yeah, the accountant that Jim Walsh sent her way. Yeah. So, like... Noted pimp Jim Walsh. She's all flirty with him, and he's helping her, like, go through, like, these uh, proposals from uh, different construction companies because she wants to remodel, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. And they're like 180000 200000 She's like, oh, my God. And he's like, oh, it'll be fine. I think it was like 85000 100000 uh, Whatever. I think you're exaggerating. It was a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot. Not, it's not a small amount of money. And he's just like, I got you. Don't worry. It'll be okay. That's it. Yeah. He fucking pulled a monocle out of his uh, <laughs> his breast pocket and, and uh, held up two of those, those white bags with the dollar signs on them. <laughs> I gotcha. No, he's saying he can get her funding. Yeah. And he's and she's like, oh, thank you so much. And he's like, it's so nice to be appreciated. My wife doesn't appreciate me. You know, whenever guys do that bullshit, they're lying. He's a liar. He should be in the uh, Lonely Hearts section. Right? should be in Massive Love. <laughs> so, yeah. And if you don't know what Massive Love is, listen to the main show. Right? Massive Love is massively loving. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, now I'm all derailed because you mentioned massive love. Okay. He's ha- anytime a guy does that, says that they, you know, it's a good thing to be appreciated or whatever. Yeah. And that their wife doesn't do something. Right, right. Yeah. He's lying. So anyway, he's like, oh, you know, it's so great to be appreciated. And she's all like, oh, yes, you're lovely. You're wonderful. And uh- <laughs> that's how I derailed you. <laughs> derailed you from doing a Valerie impersonation saying you're lovely you're wonderful thank god we got back on that track right no I mean it's like sickening and then somehow yes, like he's talking about his, shut up he's talking about his son and like how he's trying to do something for him and she's like what my son always wanted me to fuck a teenager. His son's name is Matthew, I think. Yeah, probably. Or Michael. <laughs> I don't know. It starts with an M. Anyway. <laughs> she says, you know, don't ever let me come between you and your family. <laughs> I'm just going to come between you and the wall. <laughs> and then, like, later in the episode, when he's, like, not paying enough attention to her or whatever, she's like, hey... How can you pay more attention to your son than to me? <laughs> That's not exactly what she said, but it is kind of what she said. It's the gist, okay? <laughs> and he calls her out. He's like, "I thought uh, you didn't want me to. You didn't want to come between me and the family." And she's like, "Yeah, but you can't let the, them come between us." Which is so <laughs> stupid. And now she's all googly-eyed, and, and, like, it's pissing me off. Like, it seemed like before she was kind of using him, but now it's like she's in love with him or whatever in a selfish uh, way. I mean, I don't know that I never, ever got the impersonation she was using him, but... The impression? What did I say? Impersonation. What? Well, I didn't get that either. <laughs> uh, he, he again... Everyone tells, knows that no one likes my impersonations. Right, right. 
he again tells her that he is falling in love with her. And, like, I don't know where all this is coming from. Where all of what is coming from? Their infatuation with each other and the, oh, I'm in love with you. And Did you, you know, see the white like, shirt she was wearing? Oh, my God. Come on now. The white tank top? You you did, though, is right? Like, yeah. That's why you were acting that way. So he's falling in love with her breasts. Got it. It's not cool. I don't like it. I don't like anything about this storyline right now. Okay. Like, it's not interesting. It's not. You're right. It's, it's not, not interesting. It's just annoying and upsetting because it's wrong. I don't know that it's necessarily wrong, although he's... Well, I mean, because we he's don't... He's married. But we don't know. We don't know if he's telling the truth and he's really trying to divorce his wife with like, or you know, going through with a divorce with his wife and like they're separated and stuff. That's the shit he's saying. We don't know if that's true or if he's lying to both of them and he's really just wants to have an affair. So we're not sure which is the case. Let's say he's, I mean, I guess it's slightly more interesting if he wants to have an affair but yeah, the biggest, my biggest problem with this isn't the infidelity, since these aren't real people. It's the, my biggest problem is the fact that this storyline is boring as fuck. Yeah. Like, I do not, and maybe part of the reason is because it's like they shopped at the fucking Milk Toast store <laughs> to get this actor. Yeah. It's like the the casting director put out a casting call. Can I have the blandest white guy in the fucking world, please? Well, and they have no chemistry. It's, yeah, that's it's a, not. That's another problem too. It's not fun to watch them. Her and David at all. her and David had a lot more chemistry on screen than her and this dude. Than right. her and random guy. Yeah, and the other like random fucking boring white ass guy that she was with in the F the FBI dude. He was boring too. Yeah, that's true. This guy's equally as boring. She, you, you need something if you want to make Valerie's storyline interesting. You need to pit her with somebody dynamic. Yeah, fucking let her and Jonesy start fucking. That would be at least interesting. Yes, for that sure. would be at least interesting. It would be weird, but it'd be really weird. But that guy's at least interesting. And then now. I don't understand this. It seems like the semester has not started. Wait a second. What? We got to finish the story. I thought it was finished. No. It was so boring. It lulled you into a small (laughs) sense of security. I guess. What did I miss here? So they have this argument, right? And then he sends her flowers. Oh, yeah. White. or No, I'm sorry. Yellow Yellow roses. roses. Which, by the way, is the friendship color of roses. So I don't understand that. That's stupid. And she's not from Texas, so. Right. Oh, the yellow rose of Texas is the only rose for me. Oh, that song. Anyway, so. I did not know that song until right now. What? Why would I know that song? Oh, my God. Excuse me. I don't you. listen to country and excuse I don't live in Texas. Excuse you. Anyway. So. She's like, whatever. And they meet together. And he's like, hey, you know, sorry. My, my buddy that, that has been married six times recommended yellow roses to send you. And she's like, you're taking his advice and he's been married six times, which is a valid point. But, you know, he's working on marriage number at least two, Valerie. And he says practice makes perfect. He's a slimy boy. I don't like it. So then he's like, I've got a planned dinner for us. 
at a play, you know, a place that he recommended. And so they go there and she's like, then now all of a sudden she's wet again or whatever. And they go there and it's a hotel room mm-hmm. and there's room service. It's ridiculous. And she's in this like tight red dress and she's like, I hope you're hungry. And he's like, she goes, I ordered something special. And he says, well, I like it. And she goes, I think he'll, what'd she say? Devour the Devour whole Devour the whole thing. My vagina, she says. Right? It was pretty gross and obvious. And then that's where we cut. So they're, they're fucking. Yeah. So I think that's the first time they're fucking. I believe so, yes. So at least she held out for a while. Not good for him, too, to be honest. I mean, good for anybody who gets to fuck Tiffany Amber Thiessen. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Okay, so now, Brandon. Brandon. I don't understand how this happened. He is now working for the school news station. Right. Like, on video. This is an extension of the school newspaper. So, this is still part of the news department of the school newspaper. That's why he's working on it. They are launching a cable... A cable TV station. Right. For the school. But the semester has not started yet, so why are they starting this already? Because it's their their launch episode for the for the first week of school. Whatever. So they have <laughs> Wow. I love that you have a complaint. Because you know it takes a while for production and stuff like editing, you know, all that stuff to, to happen, right? So yeah, I love that you have a complaint. I give a reasoned explanation for it, and your response is, whatever. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my goodness. What the fuck? I'm tired. (laughs) You get prepared. I am prepared. Always prepared. Yeah. Anyway, they have to hire an anchor woman. Yes. Why does it have to be a woman? Why can't it be a man? It was all women who auditioned. But anyways... I don't know because they want uh, they want the sex appeal. I guess they want well, their own Barbara Walters. They want their own Jane London. If they wanted sex appeal, they should have gone for the girl who was trying to be sexy. But as soon as they saw her try to be sexy, they were like, "Nope." Well, that's the most ridiculous way I've ever heard anyone read the news. Apparently, the the copy that they gave them was scientists say that the Earth will be hit by a by a world-destroying asteroid sometime in the next 130 million years. <laughs> That's the line, right? Right. And the ones reading it, like, oh, she's all like, ah, like yeah, all happy, happy and stuff. And then the other one's got a pink sweater on, and she's like, scientists say. <laughs> and it's like, that's a ridiculous way to read that headline. So then a girl who didn't even bother submitting a, a tape just walks in the door and right. she's like, I wanted to audition. And then they just hire her. Yeah. I've got legs. Like, I don't understand at all. And she she's sucks. got legs. Yeah. Like, she absolutely sucks. Yeah. She's not very good. But like, they're just like, whatever. At least we got somebody. And <laughs> then when it's time to fucking record it. Mm hmm. All of a sudden, she has stage fright and doesn't, you know, she's like, I can't do this. I can't do the show. I'm freaking out. And it's not live, right? It's on video? It must not be because they had time to take her out for drinks. Okay, so I guess it is live. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Why was she ready to... I said, I guess it is live. Why do you think it was... Oh, 
I don't know, because they were like, we're on in 10 minutes and shit. Like, yeah. Like, they were doing a countdown. But then she was up there before, and she they were going to start recording. So, so I don't I know. Don't think it, I don't think it's live. No, well, then I don't understand why. Like, I guess li- a live broadcast would be more nerve-wracking, but if it's taped, like, what the fuck? If I, you fuck up, you can just you can just do another take. Yeah, I don't know. But she's like, I need a drink. Which, to me, says she can't do this, find somebody else. Right. To them means let's get her a drink. So they get her three whiskeys. Scotches. Scotches. Yeah. Three scotches. And they're like, oh, can you hold your liquor? Which they don't bother to ask her until she's, you know, on the third fucking scotch. Yeah, until she's belted down the third scotch. And she's like, I don't know, it's the first time I ever drink. And then ever she drank in her out. life. Jesus. Like, first of all, if she never drank before, then she doesn't know she needs a drink. She's not going to ask for a drink. The whole thing was stupid. Oh, yeah. I did not like this storyline at all. Agreed. And Brandon should have just gone on instead of her. Brandon doesn't want to be in front of the camera, though. Whatever. I thought that's where it was going to. Yeah. But instead, they just give her lots of black coffee and act like it's all going to be okay now. And then she fucking like pulls it together like a professional at the end and then just does a great program mm-hmm. of the news while she's drunk. She's drunk. She showed no promise prior to this. She has no experience, but she did fire an amazing her. job. Yeah, fire Whatever. Her. Do you think she's going to be the new love interest for Brandon? Of course. Of course. Ugh. She'll end up on the pile. I don't like her. I don't want her. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, you're not Brandon. Bring back Susan. I didn't like Susan. I didn't like her that much, but I liked her better than this girl. I don't know if there was one of Brandon. Bring back fucking Christine Elise. Bring back the punk rock girl. Yeah, Emily. Emily Valentine. Yeah, that would be fun. Bring her back. Bring back Audrey from fucking... uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously, that, I would be cool with, with bringing back Emily Valentine. Yeah, and then the final story. The final story. Is Kelly at the Friendship House. Yeah. with uh, Friendship House. With Jimmy, the uh, guy she's been, you know, making friends with. Jimmy Gold. And, like, she's helping him with dinner. He's chopping the lettuce or whatever. He's chopping broccoli. Broccoli, whatever. Chopping broccoli. So, chopping he, broccoli. He cuts himself. Yes. And she runs over to help him and, mm. and wraps a towel around him and realizes she got his blood on her hands and, like, freaks the fuck out. Like... Okay, I mean, I guess it's nice that in the moment she was like, oh, let me be helpful and help him and stuff. Right. But at the same time, like, with the amount of freaked out she got afterwards, you think she would have just been more careful and not touched his blood? Right. Did she not realize that blood travel or that AIDS travels in blood? Well, no, she did. She just wasn't thinking. Because, like, even while she's washing her hands, she's like, oh, this blood's infected, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but which seems like a shitty the thing. Question. Yeah. But that seemed like a shitty thing to say to him, too. And he's like, yeah. I'm riddled with fucking AIDS. Right? What do you think? He's like, you don't have any cuts on your hands, do you? And she says, no. Any so, rips in your cuticles? Right. Have you spoken harshly to your palms today? <laughs> but I mean, like, if if everything was sealed, like she said, then as the doctor later explains to her, like, skin is a barrier. Correct. So she would be okay. And several layers of skin are a barrier. And it's even possible to get... 
AIDS-infected blood on a wound and still not get infected. Yeah, it's just like any other, you know, virus, you need a certain amount of it. It's called a viral load. Yeah. Correct. You need a sufficient viral load to actually infect your body with it. Like, I know a nurse who got stuck with a needle mm-hmm. and somebody who had AIDS, and, you know, they didn't get it. So Interesting. I knew, I worked at a school once, Mm -hmm. and one of the children had AIDS. One of the elementary kids, very sad, had AIDS. That was very sad. I believe from a transfusion. Poor baby. And they didn't tell us who. Oh, interesting. To protect the anonymity, to protect the, the medical, sensitive medical information of the child... We were not allowed to know which child had AIDS. Wow. All we were all we were told is one of them did. So anytime the standard procedure was anytime that there was a blood a blood accident, someone got a bloody nose or, or whatever, it was treated as if it could be from you know, AIDS like it was treated as a the a biological hazard and we wore protective gloves and stuff like that and everything to make sure that uh we were safe, you know, and clean up and all that stuff. Well, that's smart. So that's that's how they dealt with it. They just they treated it, all blood accidents like that. Well, Kelly is, you know, freaking out, thinks she's dying. She has a nightmare that she's got the AIDS rash Carpo- happening. Carposi sarcoma, which is a form of cancer, a form of skin cancer. That comes from AIDS? Well, so it's... Carposi sarcoma is a form of skin cancer that causes uh, the rash, rashes like we saw in her in her nightmare uh, on the skin or lymph nodes, roof of your mouth, stuff like that. It's, I believe, it's a fairly weak cancer as far as cancers go. So it typically only, uh, like older Italian men were, were prone to get it. It's a very rare type of cancer. Hmm. But... um uh, it, it typically only appears on immunocompromised patients, okay. either taking uh, very heavy Im- immunosuppressant drugs or if they have a retrovirus like HIV or AIDS, which suppresses the immune system, then it makes their body much more susceptible to for it to actually, you know, you know, go throughout their body. But yeah, that's so a form of cancer. So, yeah, so she's freaking out about that. She... The Jimmy, the guy who bled on her, mm-hmm. calls to see how she's doing, and she blows him off and hurts his feelings, okay. which, you know, makes me mad. Yeah. She's not handling this very nicely. No. She's like, oh, I don't know if I can come there, you know. I'll be there all the other days, but not today. Yeah. Whatever, Kelly. Fucking asshole. He's like, uh, you know, I talked to my doctor, and he'll he'll talk to you and get you tested and stuff. All right. And then she finally does decide to go to the doctor. And doesn't tell him, which I think is weird since it's supposed to be his doctor. I don't th- I don't know if it is his doctor or if it's her doctor. Mm. Just some random doctor. Right. Okay. But she goes to the doctor. She doesn't tell him she's going, but he somehow convinces her roommates. Yeah. That seems weird. That seems like not a thing you'd just tell somebody, but whatever. So he shows up. Yeah. So like, I don't know, keep her company, be supportive. Cough she, on her and spray. <laughs> she looks at him like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You know, she's like, "What are you doing here?" Right. Um. So that was kind of bad, 
But um, she goes back, she talks to the doctor, and the doctor's like, you know, you really probably didn't get AIDS from this because your skin's a barrier. Yeah. I, I don't think that's an issue. Yeah. He's like, hey, if, it, if this happened the way you said it happened, then there's no way. But let's <laughs> talk about your past. He's like, hey, have you ever uh, have you ever had an HIV test? And she goes, no. And she's like, but you fuck people. And he's like, yeah. And she goes, yeah, sure I do. And he's like, well... Uh, what about Dylan? You ever do any drugs? <laughs> do you use like, a condom every time? And she's like, yeah, you know, he he, he wrapped it up. And she, he was like, every single time? Even that time you guys drank wine late at night? <laughs> it was New Year's Eve? I, I have a camera on you at all times, Kelly. So then she looks like she's going to puke or pass out or something. Right. And, she's, and he's like, hey, listen, that's the way you're going to get AIDS, Kelly. Not yeah. from some AIDS patient fucking bleeding on you. This is how you're going to get AIDS. So she does get the test. Yep. And she's positive. She's got AIDS. Everyone. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> she's been through enough shit. No, she is not. Yeah, she's negative. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I mean, it was an interesting episode. The um, They also have a magic show for him, mm-hmm. for, you know, because he does his magic tricks. He, he got to perform on stage. And uh, what are you laughing about? I just said, the way you said it, it's like it's like he's a little kid. It's like, they have a magic show for him. Well, no, he's, they set, he's the they magician. Set up a little, they set up a little thing for him. <laughs> and he does some really good tricks. And he starts coughing on he stage. He does one. Like he's going to die. And Kelly runs up there to give him a drink. And then he's like, oh, I had a frog in my throat. Yeah, he vomits up a throat frog. But, you know, he... he t- he didn't do a good trick. He he calls Steve up there. Steve's got a like he's like, "Hey Steve, you got any bills?" And he's like, "Here's a bill. It's a $100 bill cuz I'm fucking rich, you fucking dying asshole." And um Steve's kind of a dick in this episode. He doesn't actually say all that, but uh just cuz he handed him a $100 bill, he's a dick. No, Maybe that's all he had. Earlier he was like he was like um, "Oh, you know, I don't want him to touch me or whatever." Yeah. The AIDS guy. But he does go up there and shake his hand anyway. So he sees like, oh, let me show you this trick. And then we close up like like they fucking lock the camera down an inch away from someone's hands that are definitely not this actor's hands doing close up magic. Yeah. Just framed on their hands. Can't see anything else because it's a regular magician. Right. They hired. That's fine, though. Whatever. The and, actor can do it. And he does the close-up magic where he makes the uh, the um, $100 bill turn into a dollar bill. And then he's like, hey, check your pocket, Sanders. And he's got the $100 bill in there. Um, You know what, though? You say, oh, it's fine. The actor can't do it. We watched that Mission Impossible movie. You know what I fucking found out? Hmm. That uh, fucking Tom Cruise learned that magic trick with the disc. Oh, really? make it appear and disappear and stuff in his hand. Yeah. That's cool. He studied and learned that. Well, good for That's him. That's called the art of acting. <laughs> Older brother from Blossom. <laughs> okay. The fact that, like, the, he's not a good actor because <laughs> now I just realized. You're just being mean. I praised he him. He is a good actor. I praised him last episode for his acting. Yeah. And he was also very good in this episode. But. Yes, he was. Uh, but I'm going to slam him because you're the fucking brother in Blossom and all we can say is older brother in Blossom. At least fucking Joey Lawrence has got wool. Wow. Even though he sucks. You're a dick. Well, Joey Lawrence sucks, though. That doesn't make you not a dick. That's true. Okay. 
So, uh, end of episode, he actually moved me to tears with his shitty acting because. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he is. He, I, I'm surprised we haven't seen him in other things because actually he's very good. Yeah. Him and Kelly um, are looking at pictures together and, you know, he's talking about he, he put all his photos away because he's only looking forward now. He's done looking back. He feels like he only has a few days left that. Yeah. He had his, you know, high point getting to perform on stage, and he's done now. He knows he's going to die somehow. Uh, well, a lot of people do. He read next week's script. I guess. But no, sometimes people do know when their 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 time's coming. I guess so. My dad seemed like he knew. Yeah. And he, he wasn't even, you know, terminal or anything. He just knew. It's weird. That is weird. Anyway. Um, they, they like take a picture together and it's all sweet and him and Kelly are fine now, even though she like blew him off like twice, whatever. But not the fun way. Cause he's gay. Right. And so, plus she could have gotten AIDS that way. Right. So what do you think? Do you think he's going to die next episode yes. or do you think he's going to die in between and next episode is going to be his funeral? No, he'll die. He'll die next episode. Well, then why'd they call it the fucking disappearing act? Because she was disappearing Who? from his life, Kelly. Oh, interesting. I did not see it that way. Good job. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> really figured that out. <laughs> I think that was it. I think that's that's all the stuff that happened. That is all the news that's fit to print. <laughs> so we'll, I'm sure, talk sadly about Jimmy dying next, next time. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk happily about it. Uh, no. All right. All right. This is the only storyline that really like resonates in any way. It's it's nice though. It is nice. It's nice to feel things. Well, it's nice to be back with you guys too. Yeah, I, I enjoyed my more than a week break, but I'm enjoying making tapes again. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you tell the people what they need to know, and then we can get the fuck out of here. All right. So you can write us at latefee1994 at awol dot com. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com and share the tapes with your friends. Oh, you'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.